Good morning. Today is Friday, October 29th, and welcome to Zoom with Zarni. This is the final Zoom with Zarni of the fall election season. And I'm happy to have as my final guest, Heather Allison Waters, a good friend of mine uh, and an up and comer and a Democratic superstar running in Manlius for the 10th County Legislative District. She was part of the Manlius Democratic wave in 2019 that swept all Democrats into office and she was the top vote getter. She's a dynamic candidate, a mother, an educator, and someone who is just gonna be a marvelous superstar for her community. So I'll, I hope you stick around for the interview. That will be in just a little bit. I am gonna give you an update on the reapportionment or redistricting commission that is going on right now. But first I wanna apologize as I haven't been able to keep up with my schedule because of this work on the reapportionment committee. I haven't done Commissioner and Carr this week or any wonky Wednesdays. And it is unlikely I'll be doing any uh, before election day of those as well. Uh, and on, well, on, on Monday, I will do a commissioner in a car on election eve, which is my, uh, um, my, my custom. Uh, so the work on the reapportionment committee has been intense. On Wednesday or on Tuesday, uh, Commissioner Sharon Warren and I released our proposed legislative districts. We made a great presentation, I believe, at the county legislature. Uh, unfortunately, there's no video of that right now, uh, but uh, there is a transcript. And uh, we did release our PowerPoint slides uh, that uh, show why we made the decisions we made. Uh, the Republicans also released their districts. And the usual thing happened that happens at this commission, uh, a shouting match uh, started by Chairman Halslander ensued with lots of name calling and unfortunately disrespect to my fellow commissioner and myself. Uh, we have a great difference of opinion about how to go about doing mapping in this county. We want a more collaborative and open process on the Democratic side. And Mr. Holslander has set a final vote date on November 3rd. And today at noon, we have to put in our final maps uh, to be voted on. Uh, that's just two hours after, after the final public hearing that's happening at 10 a.m. And if you're watching this or listening to this before 10 a.m., head on down to the East Syracuse Village Court. Uh, we uh, would love to see you. That being said, Commissioner Moore and I have been working and we're going to submit a compromise map. It is not something that uh, we feel is the best thing for Onondaga County. We believe our first maps are the best and we're gonna submit those as well to be voted on. However, uh, when we submit our compromise maps today, uh, we're hoping that uh, some of the criticism that was leveled at our first map, uh, and many of that criticism was unfounded, but we're gonna take it into consideration and we're gonna give an alternative map. It is not something that we love. Um, it does split up Onondaga and Camillus. Uh, it, it, uh, you know, it, and that was something that we tried to avoid, but it does make whole DeWitt. And that is something that is uh, something that we would like to keep. Uh, it also brings the Manoa portion of Manlius 
into the third legislative district as where most of that has been for the last 20 years. Uh, we were hoping to have just a Cicero-centric district, but this is an alternative that we are proposing. We'll see what they say to that. But uh, if they uh, if they allow that, uh, you know, if they want to negotiate further, we're open to further negotiations. Uh, but Mr. Houselander does not seem to be open to that. So we hope that uh, by submitting these maps, uh, these compromise maps, that we can start some hope of getting a bipartisan map. Otherwise, it will go to a vote on November 3rd and probably to the legislature for a special session on November 12th, which seems to be what they want to do. And I hope that uh, cooler heads prevail, but so far in this commission, it has been a dictatorial process, a rushed process. And that's what we've heard at the public hearings is people want more time to digest and make their own submissions and alternatives to the maps. And I welcome that. I wish we would have more time to do something about that. But there is none. So we're gonna go forward and do what we can do. Speaking of running out of time, Early voting is ending this weekend. And we have early voting today, 10 to six on Friday, 10 to three on Saturday and 10 to three on Sunday. Uh, we're ahead of pace of the 2019 early vote. And so we're really excited about that. And absentees are continuing to come in. If you haven't filled out your absentee ballot and returned it, you must do so postmarked by election day. Uh, about 4,400 people have returned to absentee ballot so far. That's about half of what have requested it. So make sure you get it out. About 5,500 people have early voted so far. Uh, that's a little bit ahead of the pace from uh, 2019. So uh, 10,000 people have voted in Onondaga County. Uh, and uh, you know that is obviously up from 2019. Will that mean that election day turnout is up? I don't know. We'll have to see how that goes. Uh, but uh, if you need an absentee ballot, you can still have someone come in and pick it up. Uh, at the Board of Elections, and, and then they uh, deliver their ba your ballot to a polling place or into the mail by November 8th. Uh, and of course, early voting is ongoing, and then Election Day, 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. I will do a commissioner car somewhere on Monday night. I'm not sure when. Uh, it depends on when I get out of work. Um, and uh, of course, throughout the day on Tuesday, we'll be giving you updates about how voting is going. In the post-election process, I'm not gonna go back to Zoom with Zarni until after Thanksgiving. I'll probably do one a week starting then, but uh, for the, uh, but I will do some commissioner in a car updates maybe twice a week during the, the post-election process, just to let you know how things are going. And hopefully this year's post-election process is much uh, more, uh, um, more less memorable and we're able to get through it without a COVID outbreak uh, this year. And then finally, uh, Governor Hochul signed S5160A229C, that is the redistricting bill. Um, and I, I thank her so much for doing that. I think it will give us some legal foothold, but please remember that this is not a fix for independent redistricting. I am a proponent of citizen-led independent redistricting. 
There is a citizen commission doing this in Syracuse right now, and they are taking their time and going to do it right over the next year. Um, I believe that's what the county should have done as well. I should not be a part of the process. Neither should Mr. Hoslander or Ms. Sardo or Mr. Rainier or Ms. Morin or Mr. Knapp. We are partisans. We should have citizens running this show. Uh, that was rejected by the county legislature. So I do hope that you will have uh, some time to uh, review the maps, put in public comment. You have till 5 p.m. on Friday. Uh, it's ironic that the public comment period ends after uh, the final uh, submission deadline uh, is for us. That was told to us on Thursday <laughs> that we had to do this, but it is what it is. Now, without further ado, I wanna bring you my interview with Heather Allison Water. She's an incredible candidate uh, and somebody that uh, we really have high hopes for. Um, and I think you'll find her engaging and worthy of your support. So please stick around for the interview with my friend, Heather Allison Waters. Enjoy. And I'm very happy to have my good friend, Heather Waters. She is running for Onondaga County Legislative District 10 in the mighty town of Manlius, the uh, part of the mighty Manlius committee. That's, I'm, I'm gonna just say that from now on because what great changes are coming out of Manlius, uh, you know, both on the town level and uh, hopefully now on the county legislative level. Uh, we had our Manlius Democrats on earlier uh, this year, but uh, Heather uh, Allison Waters is here with us today. Heather, thank you so much for coming on Zoom with Zarni. Thank you, Dustin. I am psyched to be here and I have enjoyed uh, watching the others and listening to the others. So it's, I was, eagerly anticipating this moment. Thank you. Well, you are kind of back clean up and getting my series done here because we're the election, you know, early voting is underway. Uh, election day is not too far away. Uh, but let's talk about you. Uh, who's Heather Waters? What, what do you want? What's your background? And, and, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I was born at Community General, uh, known now as I think Krauss Community General Hospital. On Onondaga Hill, and my parents lived in apartments in Manlius, and I have, I was in the Fayetteville Manlius School District K through 12. My parents moved up from New York City in the 70s because they saw great opportunity up here and great quality of life, and um, yeah, that was that. I feel grateful that I was also able to stay in the area when my father lost his job and we experienced a lot of financial insecurity. Um, I really found that the community, because I was so active in school things and, and somebody who even loved student government as a kid and the arts, um, I was always, I always had a great stable existence in the community because the school district was consistent for us, even if we were moving around. So went away to school in Western Mass went to Mount Holyoke and was a local person, a volunteer, probably somebody who was in the League of Women Voters, you know, who was a Mount Holyoke alumna who, who uh, nominated me for an award and as a high schooler. And I went to visit Mount Holyoke and found that I didn't expect to go to a women's college, but I was looking for a liberal arts school and got a great scholarship opportunity there. And I'm a very proud alumna. And then I moved to New York City and I started, I'm, I'm a lyric soprano by training and I thought maybe I'd go to law school someday. And 
I maybe thought about joining the diplomatic corps if I could at some point, and I started writing grants. And I did that for a lot of different important organizations in the arts and children's advocacy. And then um, started working in higher education advancement and, and working with people to make pretty transformative gifts for education. And that was extremely interesting. And I did that and it carried me over to London. That's where my husband and I um, moved after grad school. I was in the negotiation and conflict resolution program at Columbia. And I was working for the University of London, the business school, and did that for three years. And our son was born over there. So I have given birth in a single payer healthcare system <laughs> and have that experience. And it was very positive. Um, I always like to say that. And, uh, and yeah, and then we moved home. And it's been amazing. I worked for Syracuse and I just finished a, an eight-year tenure at Syracuse and at the university at the School of Education. And now I'm going to be dipping back into mediation work, community media, mediation work. But, well, you kind of left out a big thing. Uh, you are also on the town board of Manlius. And... <laughs> this is a deep dive on the biography. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I think that's important because not only are you on the town board, you were part of the democratic wave two years ago to take over town government in Manlius, you were also the top vote getter uh, uh, in that race. And, uh, uh, and, and so what has it been like to be as part of a sea change already on the Manlius town board the last couple of years? Yeah, I'd love to tell you about the, that experience of coming back home. You know, I lived in the city of Syracuse and in the big cities I'd lived in, I'd always advocated for systems change and policy changes. I vote, I, uh, rallied against the Iraq war um, in Central Park. I was working on overturning Citizens United and that's how I got to know Jonah Minkoff Cern of Public Citizen so well. Joined the League of Women Voters really specifically because I wanted to be a part of a nonpartisan group and encourage voting participation. And going to, I also just have a thing for, you know, uh, natural, uh, for, for, uh, for citizenship ceremonies, I find them to be extremely heartwarming, and, and I love going to, into them and volunteering at them and registering voters. And so when I moved back to, to Fayetteville, I, my mom was wonderful and able to help, and as a, as a woman with a young child serving in office and working full-time, it's important to have a, have a network. Um, and my husband is also extremely supportive, but I was worried about moving from a very progressive sort of circle of friends to back home where I wasn't sure whether people would accept me also as a, you know, a bisexual woman um, who had ideas about inclusive, inclusivity and, and um, social justice. And I was so pleasantly surprised that the Manliest Dem uh, the Manlius Dem committee was filled, was intergenerational. The, the Deers and the Mats were working really closely with Nancy Durkin and all these folks who'd been there for a long time. And there was a real dynamism to the group. And they were focused on, energized certainly by Trump, but also having hope for the first time that the data was correct that they weren't alone. And you know, this is not this red, this bastion of red that we always thought. So I was quite encouraged on that front because I had a new network um, and I was able to connect with my, the, the adults that I had grown up with, my work colleagues and my network of folks who I know through being a parent here. So I think that really led to my success. And so you're now running for county legislature. 
and why why did you decide that it was time you know serving on the manly's town board but then uh kevin holmquist the current county legislator uh who long-term time serving decided not to run it's an open seat what what made you decide that this was the right time to move up to this level of government and why i think that uh there's a lot of uh, this is something that i hope is my my brand in politics okay i i was trying to recruit someone else to run for town board when i was encouraged to run and how typical is it of the, these really gendered politics um, that I thought I had to be prepared in different ways or have, have done certain rites of passage that I really had already done in order to run. So I do think women do this way too often, right? We think, well, I have to serve on the zoning board first, or maybe I need to go for the school board before I do something else. And other folks, a lot of men will say, just going for it or someone encouraged me to run. So that is often the experience gap. That's often the, you know, the, that's where the gap ends up being reinforced um, when it comes to wages too and experiences and opportunities and representation. So, so even though I had only served for, you know, for the beginning of my term, I, and for a full, you know, full year, I knew that what we were doing at the town level was going to serve the county and that I could be a wonderful uh, conduit for sharing best practices that were happening at the town around sustainability and showing how we could work together and having a, a less boys network but and more a collaborative communication stream um, if I served at the county level. So that's really why. So oh, Kevin Holmquist is um, throws a birthday party for Ronald Reagan every year. And I am, I, <laughs> when the Gipper's racist remarks were, the audio was made available, I thought maybe that would tone him down a little bit and it didn't. <laughs> so I, I think that he is, um, the, the, he embodies what's happened at the county ledge and which is, you know, the, the embracing of trickle down economics. And so I really, knew that whoever came after Kevin needed to firmly break that cycle and, and, you know, make sure that that wasn't represented and constantly reinforced. So what are you hoping, uh, or what do you, what do you think can be improved on county government? What, obviously you're running to flip a seat. Uh, so, uh, you know, and we're looking at flipping the legislature as a whole and putting Democrats in charge. So what do you think that, uh, you know, are some things that we can do better as Democrats in county government or that you can do better uh, that, you know, uh, that you've seen over the last few years or just in general, uh, you know, what would you like to improve on? Yeah. Well, I like to talk about how we've made improvements in town government and how I think those same improvements are things that are needed at the county level. Very specifically, transparency is a word that gets glossed over a little bit and, and is hard to pin down. I would say having people know what's going on and how they can participate in it is really what we're talking about here. That's what people want because the budget at the county level is over a billion dollars and people do not know how it is made up. They don't know that tons of federal and state money is included in that budget, but there's still a lot of money that is not <laughs> included in that budget, um, that they have some say, um, they have all the say over, and, and they don't know how to reach out to their, 
to the legislators to be heard um, and to fit where to show up. So that's just job one and the, the live streaming and then the hybrid meetings that we've, we've done at the town of Manlius, hat tip to, to John Deere and our clerk, Allison Weber. Those are, which we started just before the pandemic and was able to, we were able to help the villages do it. That's a, that's a really easy fix. That just needs to be done job one and user friendliness. So the, all the tools we know how to, the priority around making sure people know how to get, use things and get things done. That's, that's job one. We also need to have a, an expectation that we're gonna be interdependent with the city in, and not um, a donut be more of a Danish instead of a donut. And so I think, you know, the, the sewer opportunities are, is a perfect example. We have so much, I voted for the county to take over our sewers, responsibility for our sewers. And that was felt a little risky because we had done some decent maintenance, but we worry a lot about this line of, of infrastructure that connects us and really is as important to our, our prosperity and our ability to attract outside industries and grow the way we want to or thrive the way we want to as anything. And um, so those are the kinds of the, the non-sexy things that really are what government are about. Um, I'm interested in, in being a part of those things and making them as interesting as possible. If we need a poop emoji to do it, that's fine. So I, I, I think I would be remiss in not bringing up a hot issue that's going on right now, uh, you know, with redistricting, and that's part of the, the, the stuff that is, is happening. Um, your district, uh, County Lynch 10, is fairly compact and fairly contiguous inside uh, the Manliest border lines, but that's not the case of the rest of the districts. And in a surprise move this week, the County Re Legislative Republicans and Kevin Holmquist, your... Uh, uh, your predecessor to be, uh, um, it you know voted to start the redistricting process, and then their handpicked successors on the committee voted to uh, um, you know keep the try to get this all done in 21 days before election day. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It's been very frustrating for the last few weeks to try to do this and the election, but uh, you know what would you like to see? Uh, come out of this redistricting process? And do you have any hopes that it will? <laughs> so, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's in the news we should talk about. Absolutely. Well, I love being a part of the flip the ledge movement and having these other candidates that I can stand next to and talk about this future where we don't, the, the, the people of this county don't get bullied around by an attorney for the county executive who's been appointed chair of a committee that, had a history of, of being touted as something that was going to be more fair. And it is anything but, you know, people are listening to all of the, the, the power grabs all across the country right now. And they're very fearful post uh, January 6th insurrection about in Georgia, they're worried about in, in Arizona and, and they are worried about what is happening. You can connect the dots between the voter suppression and the, the moves happening in other states and what are what the Republicans are doing. They can see that they do not have the population growth for the party. So they are doing whatever it takes to hold on to power. And it's voter suppression. So I think that 
I, that's why I support, supported the CNY Fair Maps movement and independent redistricting. And we asked Kevin Holmquist to take the Fair Maps pledge and he signed it and he broke that promise because what we have is a GOP dominated um, you know, operation that's trying to ramp through. I mean, yeah, I'm really available at 11 a.m. for a meeting in Lysander on redistricting if I'm working, um, if I've got a kid in elementary school and I'm working nine to five. Thanks very much. Um, I have no idea how to submit a comment. I have no materials on the website to tell me about what, what is happening at, all, at any stage of the game. Um, boy, am I lucky that I'm tuned into this because I listen to you, Dustin. And and that's really, it, it's just a complete power grab and it's it's going to backfire. We know that because you cannot stop the tide of change and the young people um, and, and, and the way the demographics are changing, but it will impede um, the, the people's voices being heard until then. Yeah, I, it's been frustrating that they're pushing it through. Uh, you know, if the county legislature votes on these maps, we will, uh, you know, have to, uh, you know, seek other avenues, uh, even at the ballot box or, um, you know, it would be nice to know what the maps are. Uh, at the time of this taping, we don't know. Uh, maybe at the time of it airing, we will, but uh, it does seem like this is very, very rushed and very rushed on purpose, unfortunately. Uh, but you know, a, 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 they, they are probably being rushed because they know that there's strong contenders like you coming in and may flip this ledge. That's the only reason to do this now. They're trying to get it done before the end of the year uh, when Democrats will take control if we're successful this November. So uh, what, what are you hoping to focus on when you get in there? What, what are some of the areas that, you know, the county government is so sprawling. People don't realize it just fits into just every part of your life. But what are some of the things, what are some of the things that you're hoping that you can focus on uh, or committees you want to serve on, something like that? Well, if I'm trying to engage constituents in paying attention to, to what's happening and build, build that, build that, um, build that up, I'm thinking about issues that are hitting home for folks right in District 10, but really affect everyone and are urgent based on their need inside the budget. So fully staffing our health department, fully staffing health and human services overall um, is essential, along with fulfilling the jobs that we have at, um, at the wastewater treatment plants. Uh, they're doing a lot of upgrades, but they're running on, on a staff that's completely depleted. And so, we even have an investigation by the state happening um, into to child and family services because of, of pay that may not have been been properly allocated to workers who were stretched to the max. And we know that CSEA had to go out. So this is the, you know, the union for, for county workers had to stand up and defend them and fight for, for them because the legislature just rolled over and gave the power to the GOP legislators rolled over and gave power to the county executive to furlough or eliminate jobs as he wanted to. And so three jobs were created at one point for the, for the mythical aquarium, but we do not have everyone we need. We have a testing uh, apparatus that 
and a whole operation that was dismantled in favor of vaccines, never thinking that we'd ever need testing again. And now we don't have staff for that. And we know, I know because of the town use having an ambulance, what it's like to try to work inside the healthcare system um, as a part, as a companion, you know, operation. And it's very, very difficult nurse shortage. So fully staffing the core human infrastructure and supporting um, the departments that 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 have been so pressured um, is essential and as essential as any economic development plan because it is economic development. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's amazing what 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 uh, people don't know about county government and, uh, and and all of those things that affect their daily life and, and affected it during the pandemic and the the, the lack of restaffing. In the in the health department, uh, yet uh, you know every management confidential uh, is going to get a five percent raise in the next, including myself, uh, in 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 the next budget, which was not asked for by many of our department heads, but we wanted people and to to help serve, and that was left out of the budget. We'll see if it's passed uh, differently than what was proposed, but. Um, so have, we're trying getting on that magic time where I, I start to think that it's about time to wrap this up. Um, you got a lot of doors to knock <laughs> as well, but uh, I always like to end on this one question. Uh, what haven't we talked about? What's important to you that we haven't talked about that you'd like to get out there? Well, I think that I'm not afraid of the complexity of all these issues. And the things that we just talked about, I realized that it would be easy for someone to ask a simple question. We need full staffing. And for someone to give a simple answer that's not simple, we do have it. Well, maybe somebody has a grand plan to wait for American Rescue Funds or infrastructure funds, or, or maybe there's a grant that's going to be written if we had the staff to do it or whatever. But all of that information and those details to see that the plan is articulated and covered is something that the legislators have to be dogged in pursuing and making sure is getting done. That you can do in a firm and friendly manner, whether you're in the minority or in the majority on the legislature. So I always talk about working shoulder to shoulder with people to look at an issue. Um, that's from my mediation training, and that's going to be incredibly important. I have no problem with giving people who want, you know, to feel excited and giving people credit that that they really want, and that's what's driving them. Whatever their drivers are, let's get it done for the people. Um, and be as transparent and open about how we're doing it to encourage people to serve. I just am trying to get people to think about, okay, I do a lot for this not-for-profit in my community, like Matt Johnson, great example. Do a lot for a not-for-profit in my community. Maybe I should think about serving in some capacity. I think more women need to do that. I also have an idea. I think, and this has emerged because I'm really sick and tired of people talking about New York state government about how it's this or that. And I think, yeah, you can't have it both ways. You can't have 50 layers of government that you love with every single historical structure that you love and have the taxes that you want. So what that means is you need to work extremely well together. And so recreation departments are a good example. I think the public health department could partner with recreation departments across the county to have a public health component. And I think that could do a lot to help us um, naturally 
um, have some targets and goals around health indicators that we're trying to change and getting mental health supports and things like that. So that's just one idea of trying to flip in a new way the structures that we have without um, with empowering people, but also not having to rely on feasibility studies at every step of the, 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 the game. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that that's important. <laughs> and, and and sales tax, like not having to revive on sales tax every five seconds and say right. if we could just eke this out, then we'd be okay. Right. Not, that's not a great plan. So yeah, so that's and that's it. So I think just this idea that I also I really enjoy serving. I love doing the work of it. I loved running and I wasn't sure how I would enjoy serving and I enjoy serving the work of it. It's, it's great. And, and I think there are great county employees just like there are great town employees. And I know there are certainly if I'm if they're like you, Dustin, and your team. So um, I think we'll, I, I think we can, we could, we could make a great difference. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope to call you boss. Uh, one of my bosses. Uh, just, the, yeah, just one. Just one of my bosses in the next, uh, uh, you know, year or so. But uh, Heather, thank you so much for coming on Zoom and Zarni. Thank you for your service already and being a candidate, but also serving the town of Manly. It's, it's not, it's hard work being a candidate. People don't, people think it's all glory and tons of money. And those of us who are in it know that that's not the case. Uh, but it, it's really a service to the community to have uh, fine people like you willing to run for office and stand up for what's right. So I, I want to thank you. Uh, I want to thank you right back. Can I just oh. ditto? You just said uh, you are one of the people that has been so important to the flip the ledge movement, and and every platform that you can possibly have to bring us together and make sure we're talking about the issues and trying to move forward. You take advantage of that. I know that you work harder than anyone in the party ask me around here and i just really really appreciate you for your generosity with all of us thank you well it's a pleasure to do it when i'm working for and with people like you so uh and uh so that is it for zoom with zarni today i want to thank again my my guest heather allison waters who's running for county ledge district 10 out in manlius uh check her out uh she'll be hyperlinked in the in, in the description and check out her page and all of her stuff. Uh, please remember that early voting is ongoing right now um, and all as well as public hearings for the redistricting process. So please don't let them keep you away from either of these options. Make time and be part of the difference here in Onondaga County um, and, and, as, and as well as uh, be part of local elections which matter to you most. Please remember if you're coming out to either the public hearings or the uh, uh, the early voting, please wear a mask that is required in all polling places, regardless of vaccination status. Uh, you, early voting will go on until uh, Sunday. And then of course, election day is on November 2nd. You can still get an absentee ballot by emergency if you wanted to come down and apply in person as well. Uh, you could do that as well. Uh, and go to onvote.net for all of your voting needs. Uh, and please remember to take care of yourself while you're out there. If you can get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you can get the booster, get the booster. And if you can wear a mask indoors, please do so. It, our numbers are still pretty high here in Onondaga County. We're at a high transmission rate, and they don't seem to be going down any significantly anytime soon. 
and winter's coming. So please, please uh, take care of each other, take care of yourself, and uh, you know, let's uh, try to get through this winter with as little, uh, you know, uh, losing as few as our neighbors as possible. And let's really end this virus once and for all. So thank you again, and enjoy the rest of your day.